He I'm not even going to let you finish. What are you talking about? And this is the first ever episode of Polar Sports. I'm Chris Aconis. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Austin DeSavino, also known as Austin from 78. Uh, for any WRSU listeners, you may remember that. Uh, I've also got his brother, Troy DeSavino, uh, hopping on as a guest host for this week's pod. Uh, a lot to get to. You know, Obviously, we've got uh, Championship Week in the NFL. Got our Super Bowl matchup, Bucks and Chiefs. Um, got Ottavino being traded to the Yankees. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, the NBA deciding, uh, for some reason to have an all-star game despite, uh, the pandemic. Uh, so we'll see how that goes for them. Uh, and the NL came out and said that they will not have a, uh, a DH like they did, uh, during the shortened 2020 season. Uh, so a lot to get into. I'm going to start obviously with championship week, uh, two very intriguing matchups going to this NFC title game was. Uh, the Packers and the Buccaneers up in Lambeau Field. Uh, you know, one of the all-time great quarterback matchups in uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady uh, matching up for the first time in an NFC title game. Uh, and, you know, the big talking point in this one, the one that everyone was yelling about on every sports talk show I listened to, uh, from Lebetard to the fan, was the decision by Matt LaFleur to kick a field goal down by eight yeah. uh, with just over two minutes to go in the game. So Austin want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I was, I was glued to that. I was glued to that game, but before we do that, I want to tell the people who we are and why they're listening to polar polar sports. It's our first episode. It's our test episode. I don't think anyone's going to be listening right now. Chris, who are you and why should they be listening to us? I know you just asked me a question. I'm turning it right back on you. <laughs> uh, well, we are, you know, this whole thing with polar media is like, you know, really revolutionary. Um, we've got podcasts and every little topic, starting with our flagship podcast. Can we just talk uh, polar music, uh, deep fried medicine, which you host Austin. Yep. Uh, and we didn't have like a fully sports dedicated uh, platform, which is, you know, a little bit odd that it took us this long because this, this uh, media company is full of sports fans. Uh, so it's felt natural to get a sports platform up and going. Um, so, you know, we decided yeah. just to give this thing a go and, um, we're kind of just testing everything out right now. I'm going to see how this, uh, how this takes us, but it should be fun. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. And I think the thing behind it, cause we've been saying since the very beginning, Chris, um, Troy, we'll let you talk in just a minute. Um, but Chris, we've been saying since when we first started recording, can we just talk like, yo, when are we starting sports? And I think all, you know, all of us are inspired by different, um, podcasts or shows like uh we all like the Lepertard show i'm a huge preston and steve fan out of philadelphia i you know grew up listening to like morning talk show radio stuff doing radio in college and we just want to have fun and we and we enjoy sports as fans and we've played it in different aspects of, of our life but we're not if you're looking for a meathead sports show that's going to be breaking down the x's and o's skip like don't even waste your time with us we're telling you right now you're not going to like our show we're going to try to give fun opinions we're going to try to give insightful opinions and maybe give different thoughts on things but we enjoy sports and that's what we want to bring to this we want to talk about sports the way that we enjoy them and take them in and troy i see you smirking we invited you on this first episode because we'd like for you to be somewhat of a fixture because i know you and i talk sports a lot we have a lot of disagreements um i see you smirking what are you smirking about a good idea when you introduce a new podcast is always to tell your listeners not to listen to it. If, Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, yes, that's that's what I was smirking about. Well, well, I mean, we're attracting like a very like certain type of sports fan, Troy. We're not like, uh, you know, tune in to hear uh, two people yell at each other about sports. If you want that, you could listen to Stephen A. You can listen to Skib. You can listen to Greeny or whoever. Uh, and, not you know. Well, no, no, no one wants to listen to Greeny. I'm a Jets fan. I don't want to listen to him. But um, <laughs> seriously, uh, that's not what we want to do. Uh, we lean more towards the Levitard spectrum. Um, so, you know, I, that's just sort of like what we're all about. We don't want to mislead people into thinking that this is one kind of show and it's another. It's not. It's 
this specific kind of show. And we're going to have biased opinions on here. We are not, yeah. we are not like me. I can speak for me. I'm not a journalist, so I'm not being held to any faux journalist, journalistic credibility about presenting it. Like if I'm talking about the Eagles, you're sure as hell going to hear me trash on the Eagles. Cause I hate the Philadelphia Eagles, um, but I will give them props where needed. So I try to be objective, but Chris, to go back to your original question, Matt LaFleur kicking a field goal down by eight. I think I- I've seen analytics from both sides. What Troy? LaFleur just reminded me of dodgeball. LaFleur. Well, it also reminded me of that <laughs> argument that we got into at the end of the summer in my living room about Mike McCarthy and the Packers, but we can get to that later. Um, it was dumb because you have the baddest man in football, Aaron Rodgers. I've, I've said this before. I think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback that has ever played. He is like, don't come at me with like he hasn't won Super Bowls. No, I didn't say successful, and I didn't say greatest. I think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented football player to ever play at the quarterback position. So if that's what you have in your backfield, you have the big one-two, Mr. Mustache, Mr. Championship Belt, you need to ride with him and don't put the, the game in the hands of Tom Brady because you know what Tom Brady does? He does that. He does exactly that. He takes it down the field and he wins the game so you never even get the ball back. And that's what happened. You don't – and he's a young coach. He's got to learn. But unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers is not young in his career and doesn't have much more time. Well, I think that, you know, you can criticize Matt LaFleur and I think that that's fair. Um, but I also – you know, it's, it's also worth pointing out that uh, if you look at the weapons around uh, around Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, it's not nearly what it should be. There are some good players like Devontae Adams, you know, has developed into a top wide receiver. And you, know, you can make the case that he wouldn't be where he is in his career now if you were playing with merely an above average quarterback instead of Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's got uh, uh, Jones in the backfield. And then there's a bit of a drop off, um, you know, but Aaron Rodgers is one of those few guys where you could. Uh, put him on an otherwise six and ten football team, and he'll take you to 12, 13 wins every year, without um, a doubt. And I mean, they—if you look at that draft, the most impactful player on that uh, draft that they got was their third-string running back AJ Dillon, who only had as many snaps as he did yesterday because um, you know they were short due to injuries in the backfield, and they needed him to step up. And I mean, it's not really his fault that all the other players that got drafted stunk, but um, you know that's where the Packers are. Um, and, you know, I think I believe it was Belichick who said this um, and he I think I mean, Brady will never admit it. But even deep down inside, I think he knows this. If you put a quarterback who does what Aaron Rodgers does which, well, which is everything you put him on Belichick's prime Patriot teams, it would be like the 1960s Boston Celtics. Yep. Like they would literally win the Super Bowl every year. People would stop watching the NFL. It'd yep. be like the Crimson Tide in college football, literally. Uh, it would be a bloodbath of biblical proportions. That is what we'd be dealing with if Aaron Rodgers were on a functioning football organization like what the Patriots were when they had Tom Brady. His um, his career was squandered away by Mike McCarthy. He won yes. a Super Bowl. He only won one. It's a shame that he's been to one one Super Bowl. The, that that organization, that like the offensive line for the Packers every year should be taken to trial for manslaughter for what happens to Aaron Rodgers because he's never had a really good offensive line and like it's just I mean they have that Bakhtiari guy I think is that his name yes um he's really good and recently they've gotten better but he's just never had talent around him and go ahead Troy I know you want to get in here I mean you, you can't you can't say he's never had talent around him he has Devontae Adams with him now well he's relative to what he should have the last few years him, relative to what other contenders have built around their quarterbacks I mean what? look at the Kansas what? City Chiefs it is a murderer's row of yeah. wide receivers and running backs and pass I catching mean, running backs like arguably Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams is one of the best wide receiver running back duo in okay the league. but who else who else is there I mean, you have Tyreek Hill there's and a steep drop off, Troy. That's what I'm saying. Oh, after that? Yes. Yeah. They had they had several younger wide receivers set up, step up this year. The, they had a wide receiver year. playing running back for two years. Listen, they, they he has a lot more talent than a lot of quarterbacks have in this league at this point in time. I mean, well, I mean, as, as long as he's not Sam Darnold throwing to Braxton Barrios, I guess his team's loaded then, right, Troy? I mean, let's look around the league. I mean, there's plenty of teams who have worse skill position players, and they still they still get us. 
You know, they still have the same season outcome as, as the Packers every what, year of not winning a Super Bowl. Talentless team makes it to the championship game. I mean, the Patriots did it for, if the Patriots did it year after year after year. But That's we talk about Aaron Rodgers being the most talented. Look what Tom Brady did. He just went into Lambeau and knocked off knocked off Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, he has more talent this year. But guess what? You know how many years Tom Brady did it in that type of greatness without any any are, skill players like that? Wait, I'm not wait, 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 wait. Do you think out, Wes Welker out. is not a first ballot Hall of Famer? Julian Edelman, yeah. Chris Hogan, <laughs> those guys were elite. I mean, Rob yes, Ryan he Kasky. had – Yes, he had it. Okay, but what – I mean, what's better though? I mean, like, yes, Gronk is great. He was great. But Devontae Adams this year was lighting up the league. Like, he's not no schmuck. Like, the guy was crazy this yeah, year. Yeah, and he finally had talent, and he easily made it to a championship game, and he lost. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to lie. Aaron like, Rodgers has made it to the NFC Championship game four times this without winning a Super Bowl now. Like, all right, but how many of them has he won? He's won, won. exactly he's one. He's won one of five. So yeah, he's, he's won, won exactly he's the same four. amount as Tom Brady has, and Tom Brady's been an NFC quarterback for exactly one year. Yeah. So, I mean – I mean, it's no doubt, like there's no counter argument anymore that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Like I think Tom Brady is surpassing Michael Jordan as the greatest athlete yes. of all time. And like doing it in basketball is harder um, because it, I don't know. It's, it, like you're in control of a lot more of the game in basketball, but it's just that's a yep. very physical game. Go ahead. The other thing too is when you compare like you know a guy like Michael Jordan who won all those NBA titles and a guy like Tom Brady who's won as many Super Bowls as he has you also have to consider the type of league that they're playing in the NBA is like a dynasty league like yep. there are rare more often than not you pick a year you say oh the 90s that was the Chicago Bulls yep. late 80s it was the Detroit Pistons uh, uh early and late 2000s it was Kobe and the Lakers yep um and, and then the Heat and then the Warriors and now you know the Lakers possibly again a couple other teams trying to vie for that Nets being one of them um Wow. And all right, you, that's an, all right. If you if you want to get into an argument about that later, we can. But do you, um, you want to hear some of the craziest? Because I've just been seeing stat after stat coming out about Tom Brady's playoff career. Um, there's a couple ones that really popped out to me. First of all, the fact that Tom Brady has more touchdown passes than any other Buccaneers quarterback in in the playoffs in the entire franchise history is just stunning to me. And they won a Super Bowl. Um, and he's and they won a the, Super Bowl. And he's only been on the team for a single year, and his playoff run is not even done yet, so he can still add to that. Um, he has more Super Bowl appearance than any uh, than the Bucks have playoff wins combined. Um, he's got 10 Super Bowl appearances. In his career as a starter, he's only started for 20 seasons. I say only. But I, the, fat, the stat that really like shook me when I saw this was – his chance of going into a season and winning a Super Bowl every year is a higher probability of Steph Curry making a three-point shot. Yep. He's shooting – think- he's, his percentage is like – if you take just his starting seasons, he's, he's 50%. 50% appearance yeah. rate in the Super Bowl. Like that's the fact that the guy has a better chance of appearing in a Super Bowl in any given year than Steph Curry is making a three-point shot is just incredible. And it, and to get back to the point I was going to make is the NFL is much less dynasty friendly. I mean, yes, you have teams like, but a dynasty, here's the thing. A dynasty in the NFL is like not winning a Super Bowl necessarily every year. It's always being a contender like uh, the Patriots these last two decades, the 49ers in the 80s and 90s. Like those teams didn't win Super Bowls like six years in a row the way no. that uh, you had back. You have three peats on a regular basis in the NBA. Um, so it's uh, you also have to put Brady on the higher pedestal as painful as it is for me as a Jet fan uh, because he did it in a league that's a lot less conducive to consistent greatness. Uh, and and with, Go ahead, Sarkers. No, 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 you go ahead. I was going to say, and, and in the NFL too, the way the salary cap is set up, like you have so many more guys to pay under a salary cap like that. That's why it's harder. And that's why if you have a good quarterback and at, at a good value, right on their on their rookie count contract or their first contract afterwards, that's when you have a chance to win because then you have then you have, you're able to build. I mean, look at every team that signs a big quarterback contract. Like you think to like Joe Flacco when he signed his Ben Roethlisberger. Ever since he signed his, they haven't been able to sniff the Super Bowl. Like and Tom Brady never was never was the highest paid quarterback in the league ever, and that because they always were able to have the QB be the, the position that they're getting at value in addition to all their other val- the positions because they, they would go into it and be like, 
they know that they're not going to overpay for someone because they can they can get they can get similar value at less less cost. And I think I also like to go back to the game. I think this game really cements Tom Brady as as this figure in in sports. Like Belichick, Belichick didn't make the playoffs, and Tom Brady went to the stinking creamsicle Buccaneers with crazy Bruce Arians and his glasses and a team that couldn't put anything together, right? They had, whoa, whoa, whoa. We are not going to trash whoa. talk Bruce Arians on this show. Hold I on. like Bruce hold Arians. Up. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Bruce Arians, good coach. Buccaneers had a lot of skill talent on that team with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and then you add a guy like Gronk. That the Buccaneers team was not yeah. a sleeper, and their defense is even pretty good. All the, all the, yeah. The only thing that was missing uh, with the with the Buccaneers was not having crab legs Winston throwing thirty picks a year. Exactly. Uh, no, they, once the that team got wasn't a, bad. Yeah. It, once and even then, like that. How many teams have a quarterback throw thirty interceptions a year and still be like? Seven you know, nine. They were in the mix for the yes. playoffs, even though they never made it. Like they were talented enough to do it. It was just, um, yeah. you know, it was just Winston. He threw a lot of touchdowns. He produced a lot offensively. But Jameis giveth, Jameis taketh away, and that, and that was uh, that was just the motto of the story. That's why they ultimately decided to gamble on Tom Brady. And hey, I, I would say it paid off, um, it, especially I'm for huge. Yes, and especially for a fan base like the Buccaneers, who are like one of the few that can really go up with the Jets in terms of. Uh, just collective misery. No, the Buccaneers. Jets have it a lot worse. If you're, no, if you're looking the across their whole history, Buccaneers won like, a Super Bowl. They've only been around for like thirty years. <laughs> they won one Super Bowl though. Well, they've been around yeah. for longer than thirty. You, maybe like forty. They were in the eighties, seventies, eighties. Like they're not that old. Their first year, but they've had. A, but my point is, they've had. They're not like a. They're not like the Steelers. They're not like the Patriots. They're not like a perennial mm-hmm. dynasty though. Chris, there's not- there's the Jets and the Browns, and then there's everyone else. Well, I mean, I'd be, I'd be curious to see, here. like, basement I mean, I, I mean, I'm also like in the eighties and nineties, I'm not as uh, knowledgeable. Uh, I know that they were good uh, with that stretch. Uh, in the, uh, it was the early two thousands, right? They had, about one they, year year. they had one good year. Yes. Yes. One. That's it. And they never, never. There's a good tool home. on uh five thirty eight um, that, that I play around with from time to time, where it's like the complete history of the NFL has the ELO rating of every NFL team ever. So like you could plot like how when the Jets were good and when they were awful, um, one is more frequent than the other, um, and you can compare with every other franchise. You could actually look at say uh, who was worse in the '90s, the Jets or the Browns, yeah. uh, and so on. So I'd be interested to see if you could average the data, um, what franchises would finish where. I mean, like you said, Troy, Jets and Browns would be near the bottom, uh, if not at the bottom. Uh, but Texan. I don't think the Buccaneers would be too far behind. If I'm being completely honest with you. I- I think they're I don't think they're bottom five. I would imagine like the Jaguars, the Browns, the Jets. You could even you probably could probably even throw the, the Bills in there. What? Well, no, the Bills had four Super Bowl visits in a row. They 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 they, they, they bolstered up in the middle. They bolstered up. Like you could throw San Diego in there too. But just think of all the years, like even the Bills were never their last place in the division because they got two free wins against the Jets and the Dolphins. Yeah, well, I guess it so. it also depends on what you value more, necessarily wins or losses every year mm-hmm. or like, you know, stuff like making the playoffs and getting rings because the Buccaneers didn't have a ton of awful years. And I, I think that's like one argument in their favor, but they hadn't made the playoffs in, what was it, nine years before this? Nine, ten yeah. years? So like, I mean, you got to look at that too, like, yeah, you're winning seven, eight games a year, but what good is it if you don't go to the playoffs? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like at some no, point, it stops being a difference between eight and eight and four and 12, other than, you know, a worse draft pick. Um, so you got to keep that into consideration, too. That's part of the reason why I mentioned it is because they had such a long, uh, such a long uh, draft uh, drought. Yeah. Yeah. No, 44 right. years. 44 I know years. that the Buccaneers had like a Chris Ash record uh, coming into the NFL. It took them like three years to win their first game. They were tra- – I'm, I'm, I'm not saying because I, like, remember it, but that's weird because when I yeah, was – I don't remember Chris it. remembers it. When, no, I I was, when I was little, they were a new team. They were, like, one of them. They were, like, like considered new. Like what the Jaguars are now. Yeah. So they, they had been in the league, like, 15 years, but I still – like, they were – like an up and coming, like still trying to get their footing and the Jaguars. And I, I remember like when the Titans came out, like sports illustrated for kids had like a contest to like draw their new uniforms and stuff. And I remember when the, 
the Ravens were formed when the Browns left in the middle of the night. And uh, that was criminal. The Ravens don't deserve to exist. That's why I hate the Ravens. I, I hate them. I, I, I just hate the Ravens. They've also elevated like that fraud Joe Flacco for so many years. Oh like, my gosh. And Ray Lewis and Ray Lewis, like say would like, yeah, he was talented, but like, I just, Oh God, I, you just know he's so annoying to be around. I mean, Ray Rice was at least a good guy, right? <laughs> oh, like is this true? We were actually before uh, Jets have only been in the NFL nine years more than the Bucks. Well, you also got to take into consideration the AF the AFL years too. That was um, the first decade I think they were in the AFL, so they've been around a little bit longer than that. But you know, that's a good point. The Buccaneers have been around longer than I kind of realized. Yeah. Um, but and so good, yeah, that's a good point, Chris. Then they yeah they would be up there with the. Yeah, the Browns because I thought they were like mid eighties. I'll pull up their here. Let me pull up their uh, year to year record. If you if you give me one second, I can actually like see like when they were good and when they weren't. God, Buccaneers talk show. This is what we're turning into. But Tom Brady, that's what he does. He takes the circus yes. with him. And can I just say here's here's the real difference between more so than necessarily who he has on the team, the quality of the coaching and the quality of the organization. Tom Brady is one of the few. Uh, quarterbacks or even players in NFL history and modern NFL history to have always spent their entire career uh, with a good organization. Yeah. Um, the only reason why Mike McCarthy was considered for another coaching job after green Bay is because he was riding uh, Aaron Rodgers coattails as Dallas Cowboy fans are uh, starting to discover um, in a way shorter period of time. I remember when he was like talked about for uh, the jets job and I was saying to myself, I'm like, yeah. this is not going to work. Like, he oh. The NFL uh, passed by. Jets really dodged a bullet there. You guys got a lot better of an option. Yeah, you got Robert Sala. Well, I mean, before that. Oh, oh no, 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 no that, <laughs> that man is an abomination. He should. He he's going to end up being rehabilitated by uh, Nick Saban, like Kyle Flood was, and like he doesn't deserve it. He he should be like, he should, he should be a barista at a coffee shop, much much worse than Starbucks. That's that's my opinion on where Adam Gay should end up post uh, post Jets. Um, wow, but. that's a scorcher right there. Jeez. Yeah, no, it does not deserve to work in, in, in football. Maybe yeah. like the Italian football league will take him, but <laughs> oh my god. I wouldn't uh I wouldn't bet on it. Though. Yeah. I mean, I I agree with you though about Mike McCarthy. I think as long as Jerry Jones has anything to do with the Dallas Cowboys, they're never gonna sniff a Super Bowl ever. Like it it and I just feel so bad because I love I love Dak Prescott. But if he re-signs with the Cowboys, he's signing up to have his entire career wasted. Like, mark my words. Like, yes. signing up to have his whole career I mean, absolutely if, wasted. You know who had their – well, if we're on the subject of quarterbacks having their careers wasted, um, a guy who I think isn't given as much respect because of uh, the team he's been on, Say Matthew it. Stafford. Oh, I thought you were going a different route. Yeah, I, I've been saying that for Matt years. Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. Like, if you were on a even above average team, he would have at least contended for a Super Bowl. At some, and he still might. He's on the trade market now. Um, he, I mean, I, a team like the Colts is probably, you know, if it weren't for Deshaun Watson, they probably would have, like, already scooped him up. And and that's a whole other uh, can of worms as to where Watson's going to go. Yeah. Um, but the difference between those two is uh, Stafford and as Watson has – he's 25, he's under contract long term. Uh, he doesn't necessarily have to go to a win now situation. Like if he likes what, and I'm I'm just using this as an example, you know, being the completely unbiased journalist that I am. Uh, if he likes what Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are putting together in New York, he has the leeway. He's got another decade plus of his career left. He could say, all right, it might take a year, but I like what they're putting together here in New York. Um, Matthew Stafford doesn't have that luxury. He needs to go to a contender and he goes, needs to go to a contender now. Uh, I think the Colts would be, uh, a good destination for him. If the Saints aren't sold on uh, Crab Legs or Taysom Hill, uh, I think that they can uh, they they could be in the mix for that. I um, could see the Saints working. Re- I could see him working with Sean Payton. Really, and he's a Texas guy too. He grew up in yeah. Texas. You know who his uh, high school teammate was? No, Clayton Kershaw. Really, they, they pitched on the same high school team. Could you imagine? Oh wow, I, um, I did not know that. That's... I don't know if he was a pitcher, but he was on the baseball team with Clayton Kershaw and. Uh, I could see him going into Sean Payton's system, and like he's like a he's a Walmart version of, of uh, Drew Brees on a bad team. Like the dude can bomb it downfield. He can he can stay in the pocket. He can take a hit. I I've been saying it for a long time. Matthew Stafford is good. I used to pick him in fantasy every year. Troy would make fun of me, 
No, I make fun of you because you pick Jay Cutler every year. Don't try to don't try to pretend like you you were picking Jay Cutler. Yeah, there was never a year. There was never an acceptable year to take Jay Cutler. You were that's like Sanchez, and I still did better than you in fantasy football. I won that year, bro. Matthew Stafford is is like a Walmart brand. Honestly, honestly, Aaron Rodgers, the guy is really really underrated, vastly underrated. His skill set could transfer very well over to what. Aaron Rodgers does for the Green Bay Packers. And he probably could get the Packers to an NFC championship every year and then lose because he chokes. I don't know. That's that's just – that's not even close to true. But, no, Chris, there's no way Deshaun Watson goes to the Jets. It might it's be not happening. It might be the least It's going to happen. I think it's a lot more probable than you give it credit for. Miami. He's going to Miami. No. I don't yep. – no. Well, the Jets – if nothing else, the Jets should trade for him just to keep him out of Miami. He's uh, – if he goes to the Jets, and I know you're a Jet fan, and we're going to get into it over the coming weeks, his career is over. No, before the I don't agree with that. If I'll say this. If if we had still had – obviously, I can pick on Gase for a whole hour if you let me. Uh, if we had Todd Bowles as our head coach, we had Rex Ryan as our head coach, late-stage Rex Ryan, mind you, um, I would agree with that. But I think that we're seeing the page turn. It kind of reminds me of where the Nets were in 2017, 2018. They weren't a good team yet, but they you could tell that they had the right leadership in place and that they were going to put it together. I think Chris, that's where the Jets are going to be. Chris, that's, I'm that's asking you as an adult. As an adult? Yes, I am not, an adult. Not not looking through your childlike fandom of the yes. Jets. In the history of the Jets and this ownership group, do you have any evidence – of solid decision-making or evaluation skills? Any evidence? I mean, they put together a pretty good team in the late 2000s, 2009, 2010. I mean, and if they happened? have anyone other than Mark Sanchez, their quarterback, that team wins the Super Bowl. And I would to go back to your point on the ownership, and I'm not defending the ownership here. They have been god-awful. I'm not going to – like they're like in thank God for Dan Snyder, so we're not the worst territory. Yeah. Um, but they have seemed to have – I don't want to give them – full credit here but they've changed up the organizational structure now it's like a normal functional franchise where the gm reports to the owner the coach reports to the gm um and that was scaring a lot of good coaches away um and i think now that that's out of the way uh they're in a position where they can you know start to build and you know robert Sala is a guy who's well respected in the league joe douglas is a gm who has you know he put together the ravens he helped put together the uh the eagles like he is about as strong of a GM candidate as you can have. Uh, and his early returns in terms of the draft have been pretty promising. And that's the one thing that's really been lacking from the Jets is drafting not awful players. Uh, so if, if if early returns are any indication, I think that the Jets will be much better in the next few years than they've been in a while. Um, but back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They uh, previously made the playoffs in 2007, um, which is, you know, I, I was in the first grade when that happened. Uh, they had not won a playoff game since before this season, 2002 Super Bowl against the Raiders. Yeah. Um, and they had the one of the longest uh, playoff droughts in NFL history, uh, 13 years uh, for this last drought, and then 15 years between 82 and 97. So that's, that's what I mean. Like they have a lot of years where they won, like, eight, nine, they even had a 10 win season where they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, but in terms of actually making the playoffs and doing stuff there, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL and it's not even close. But so if you're, if you're a Bucks fan, you're sitting happy right now. Talk yes. About and that's why I'm kind of, as much as I don't like Tom Brady, I'm kind of happy for Bucks fans that, um, that, you know, they're at least, there no, are I, no I, Bucks fans. Not for the there's Bucks. Aren't for the fans. There's just, it's yeah. just, it's just Brady fans that are only rooting no. for the Bucks right now. Chris, well, how many Bucks fans, fans do you that, know? that are following the Bucks? Not in New Jersey. In New Jersey, I don't know any Bucks fans. There's down no in Bucks Tampa, fans they care about not the even team. No, there's no Bucks fans in Florida. Yes, they, they have do. to build. There's one barely any Dolphin fans trip. in Florida. There's no way. Oh, I can regrettably tell you there are plenty of Dolphin fans in the, Florida. Chris, you know I, how you know how to interact with them. The Buccaneers are the most selected team in Madden because everyone just moves them. There's no, there are no Buccaneers. No, that's the Jaguars. I've relocated the Jaguars to London several times. It's the Jaguars, the Buccaneers. They're, they're both. There's no fan bases for those two. So, so okay. So talking about fan bases, I think this is a good transition point. Talking about fan bases that we're happy for, as a Browns fan, yes, 
one of the few owners that did not vote to approve the Baltimore Ravens, the Browns moved to the Ravens, were the owners for the Bills. So I, the Bills fans, even though their season ended, they have to be excited for the future, do they not? They they should be very excited for their future with Josh Allen, with that defense, uh, with some of the weapons they have on that team. Uh, as a Jet fan, it just it scares the crap out of me that I got to deal with that in my division. It's like we finally got released from the grip of Belichick and Brady. And I'm still like looking over my shoulder to see what Belichick's going to do because if I wake up one morning and I find that um, like either – Stafford or somehow Watson or someone ends up in uh, New England, like it would not surprise oh, me in the league because that's just that's where Stafford is going to New England. Like that's all but confirmed. I think. We yeah, the only way that real. doesn't happen is if uh, if Rogers like suddenly demanded a trade because he was talking about his future. But you know, oh, I'm grasping so I, here. But by the way, the Patriots they were didn't play great this year, but like half their team was out because they decided to sit out. Yeah, the year like a lot of their defense like, was out. Yeah. Yes. So and that's that was what the better part of their team was going into this year anyway. Yeah. So. This is all part of Belichick's plan, and I, I have a take that I know you guys are going to disagree with me on, but I'm going to defend it. If I'm the GM of the Bills, I'm number one on the Houston Texans call list. Like, I want Deshaun Watson, and I want to get rid of Josh Allen. Josh Allen bulked up against the anemic AFC East this year. He played well. What? Like, he played I'm not even going to let you finish. What are you talking about? The guy's about to be runner-up for MVP in the NFL. What are you talking about? He had a fluke season, and I think you saw that last night. The dude put under pressure. He he still can't make the throws he needs to make. And when they took away his running game, he wasn't able to do anything. They they got he he was responsible for what? Like no touchdowns, one or two touchdowns last night. I mean, if you're gonna go off a of sample size of one game, like. 4,500 yards and 37 touchdowns. Yeah. And he, and you know why? Because it's Stefan Diggs. And this, oh. Okay. But who has to throw him the ball? Like, it's not like I've, look, Austin, Austin, I have seen bad quarterbacks on good teams. Like, I was, I grew up with the Sanchez. I've seen Trubisky in action. Like, I know what it looks like when a good team has an awful quarterback holding them back. That is not what we're seeing with the Buffalo Bills. Yes, it is. We are seeing the – Why is this in conversation? Why are we talking about this? A dynasty. And this is someone who I thought in 2018, I said, no matter what happens with Sam Darnold or what happens with Baker Mayfield, I thought for sure Josh Allen would be out of the league in four years. I was convinced of that going into the draft. And it goes to show how much of a moron 18-year-old Sacco is. No. Uh, and 21-year-old Sacco is not that much smarter, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, but he is possibly, he has been the most uh, surprising quarterback, I think, out of all of that. Yeah, he, Even he more than Lamar Jackson. He's the next generation of Joe Flacco. I'm telling yes. you right now. I mean, Joe Flacco no. did one thing really well. Joe Fla- Flacco threw the ball 200 yards really well. What does Josh Allen do? He does two things pretty well. He can throw the ball really far inaccurately and he can run. The running's not going to hold up. I'm telling you right now. Josh Allen is not the future for Bills. If I'm the Bills, I'm calling for Deshaun Watson because you look at what Watson was able to do with no talent this year. Like, it, you, it, it's 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 an easy decision. They're a quarterback away from being in the Super Bowl. If they had Deshaun Watson this year, they're in the Super Bowl, no questions asked. Why would you think that? What has Deshaun Watson proved that Josh Allen has improved that, that, that makes you think that he can do that? He had DeAndre Hopkins. They didn't do anything when he was there. Uh, they made the playoffs when he was there. Josh Allen just made the AFC championship game. What do you like? Deshaun Watson didn't make it that far. He had one season, two seasons to do that, and he was it, hurt. Josh Allen's been in the league for less time than Deshaun Watson. And he's only had and he's one gone farther. Season. He had one. Had, I'm telling you. They've you had the watch. same amount of chances. They've had okay. the exact same amount of chances. Okay. I'm just saying, time will tell. Time will tell. Josh Allen is not the future for the Buffalo Bills. He's good. He's good, but he's not going to get them to a Super Bowl. It's just not going to happen. And the other thing is, out of all of the teams and the potential packages that they could offer to the Houston Texans, who are going to want a ton of draft picks, um, you know, because they're basically going to have to reset their whole franchise if they move Deshaun Watson. And I think it's a matter of time before they do. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills do not have the draft capital uh, to ship to uh, Houston the way that uh, New York or Miami or 
a couple other teams do. Um, Cause this is a team that's already got most of its pieces in place, but it doesn't have, it's not going to be trading any other core position players. I'll tell you that right now, even if they were interested in Deshaun Watson, they wouldn't do that. And they shouldn't, cause that would be catastrophically stupid. I frankly, I hope it, if I were as an AFC East uh, rival fan, I would hope they'd be that stupid, but they're not They're, uh, they're no. But here's my point is, here's the thing. If you're the Houston Texans, you are about to give up a generational uh, quarterback because you decide to pick is him Josh off. Is Josh Allen higher. generational? Is I'm, No, he's no one no, is saying Josh Allen generational. Watson, but the, um, put yourself in the shoes of the Houston Texans, as no. poorly run as they are. They're going to oh, want missing. way more than like two first for John uh, Watson. And the Bills do not have – uh, no, anywhere near the capital that other teams do. So they're not even like, it's no. not even realistic. That, I mean, yeah. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you're the bills, you should be calling them. At least you should be making a call. You should be making a call to see if, to see, Hey, the, the Texans were stupid enough to trade Hopkins. They're about to be stupid enough to squander away. Like you said, a generational talent. They should at least be making a call because maybe they're stupid enough to do something else. Maybe you could dangle Josh Allen in front of them and they'll take Josh Allen. With a, I think a, it's more likely if they if they get a young quarterback uh, in exchange for Deshaun Watson, I think it's more likely God. they end up with Tua just because the Dolphins have all those extra picks. Guys, what uh, are just, we? What are you? What are we talking? This is the stupidest sports conversation no, I've I know ever heard. Why the heck would they trade Allen? the running up? MVP of the league. They I just made the NFC champions. What are we talking? Because they need. Because I can't sorry. deal with this stupidity. This is awful. I don't. Awesome. What are we talking about here? That's how bad it was. It literally cut off his stream. Do you do you want to repeat what happened in the nineties of just not being able to win it? Because that's what you're about to get with Josh Allen. What has Deshaun Watson showed that he can win? He, he's shown less. Josh Allen has made it farther than Deshaun Watson in less time. No, with he less had, talent around him. Not true at all. He had DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver in the league, arguably. What, like, what are you else? talking who about? Else? Did he have anyone good on his offensive line? Did he have anyone good in the backfield? Did they have anyone good on defense besides Captain Wannabe America, J.J. Watt? Oh no, God. they didn't. Are... They've always had a bad team. Always. And he's always been under pressure. That's the thing with Deshaun Watson. If you watch any of his games, he takes a snap and he's under pressure immediately. He's never had protection. Josh Allen... It's the same thing with the, the 2016 Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, I think, is a, a top five QB in the league. Don't get me wrong. But Dak Prescott benefited from one of the best offensive lines in the NFL that year. Same thing with the Bills this year. They have a great offensive line. If you give any quarterback that has any semblance of talent in the NFL time like that, they're going to look really good. And the, the offensive lines don't hold up. You have like two or three years of them, and it's not going to hold up. I'm just telling you. All right, here's 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 the deal. Wait, no, hold on. I right, want to if you're looking to at you. just hold on, Chris. Talent, you can Chris. use wins and losses. What, Chris? The, yeah. t- what Austin just saying is completely false. No, it's not. In in 20, 2019, the Texans were the only team in the league to have a pass block grade north of seventy for every single one of their starters offensive line. Two thousand nineteen, the Texans. Yeah, a year ago, Laramie Tunsil. Max Sharping, Nick Martin, Zach Fulton, and Titus Howard. They were the only team in the league to have an entire starting offensive line to have a pass block rate north of 70. Not to mention they went yeah, – what, what was it's the record? Though? They finished 10 and 6. It's not false. It's, it's, that's stats. That's true. Like, yeah. There's no, there's no argument to be made here. Yes, there is an argument to be made. You guys honestly, honestly, if I'm the Buffalo Bills and the Texans call me and be like, we'll trade you straight up to Sean Watson for Josh Allen, I'm thinking about it because there's no there's there's no there's no proof that it showed that Deshaun Watson is by far away better. Troy, Josh a, Allen a fits into the trade, system already. This doesn't make sense. Texans, Troy, if you're the Texans and the Bills call you saying we'll give you uh, a a just as young, actually younger quarterback in, in terms of uh, uh contracts a guy who's still on his rookie deal and he was already cemented himself as an MVP candidate, uh, a guy who has a had a passer rating this year of 107, which is pretty damn elite. Um, that's like the best case scenario. That's like the only way you could uh, get uh, anything back for Deshaun Watson. It doesn't involve losing for the next five years. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson is the better quarterback. There's no question about that. But There's the Bills no have a quarterback that is good enough. Uh, they have a quarterback that is good enough to win them a Super Bowl, given the talent that they have around them. You ready for this? Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm done. 
Deshaun Watson's bad pass percentage, his worst bad pass percentage was in his rookie year. Deshaun Watson, 2018. He's only three years in the league. So one year, you guys, you guys are acting like there's all this giant. Watson only has there. one more year in the league than uh, Allen does. One, one more. His worst was 17% of his passes were bad. Worst, worst. He's only gotten better. Right now, his bad pass percentage is 15%. Josh Allen's best, best is 16%. And that was this year. Before that, it was 20% and 25%. So like, don't come at me with Josh Allen is like amazing. That's not that. That's not that far off. It absolutely is that far off. But here's the other thing you got to keep in mind: (laughs) if you're the Buffalo Bills, you've got a guy that can clearly win you games. Uh, He's a guy who's capable of, you know, being. I mean, they were a game away from the Super Bowl, and the guy's only what is he? 23, 24. Yeah, he's young. And you've got like, all right, you're like maybe one or two supplemental pieces away from really like uh, competing with the Chiefs at a high level. Because as good as the Bills were this year, like it's clear that the Chiefs are just on another level. Um, but the Bills are positioned better than probably any other franchise in the AFC in the short term uh, to do that. So the question is, would you give up Josh Allen and a shit ton of draft capital uh, for uh, an upgrade at quarterback, but not like a huge upgrade? We're not talking about. Uh, going from Mark Sanchez to Tom Brady here. We're talking about a marginal upgrade, comparatively speaking, but also giving up all of those picks that could have been used to round out a really good football team. It's just not worth the investment, Austin. It just isn't. No, I'm not saying, look, they should be they should be taking the call. I, you know, uh, okay, but that's going to be like a thirty second phone call. Don't take the call, Josh Allen. Already fits your system. He already knows your entire team. It'd be it'd be an awful move. Awful. That's a Jets move right there. Honestly, awful move. Time, time will tell. Time will tell. I think the Bills are going to be cursed again by being a piece away, and I think it's going to be their quarterback why, position. Why are we pretending like when Josh Allen stepped in this team, the Bills were like such a great team already? Like Very the two have gotten. Very good together. Josh Allen was a very early pick in the draft. The Bills weren't just having a magic early pick because they were a good team who somehow found a way. They were a bottom tier team. And not to mention just the development that Josh Allen himself has gone through. His yeah. first year in the NFL, he only played, he only started 11 games. He threw more picks and touchdowns. It was a 10 touchdowns, 12 picks. Look. And he threw a 52% completion percentage. And over those, over that time, he's gone from that uh, in, in three years to an elite quarterback, uh, a guy who threw almost 40 touchdowns, threw for 4,500 yards, uh, one, and not one, even one at his game. peak yet. He's got some He's got some development to grow with. And again, this scares the crap of me as a New York Jets fan, which is why I'm so like anxious about making sure Don't that Sean Watson, if he's not in Jack Green, he's not in our, our division, because uh, that would make our, our lives substantially harder. Uh, and God knows uh, what happens with Belichick, like we mentioned before. Um, but... I don't mean, be don't be afraid of the Bills. Don't be afraid of the Bills. They're a good well, team. You're going to be easy for you to say. You don't have to play them twice a year. Hey, look, that yeah, that's true. We have to play the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, and Joe I mean, Burrow the Steelers and, are, are like they're like on the on the front end of a rebuild. Like that team's oh, not going to be good. It makes me so now. happy to see Ben Roethlisberger crying on the sideline. Like I like inject that straight into my veins. Like please, like if you could put that into candle form, I would buy every single candle. Yeah, it was it was a good year for tortured fan bases between oh, yeah. uh, the Browns ending the playoff drought, uh, the Buccaneers getting to the Super Bowl again. Uh, so, really, yeah. All right. So speaking of like we we spent a lot of time talking about the team that lost and Josh Allen, who wasn't good enough to get them to the Super Bowl. And I like Josh Allen. I like no, the Bills. No, you don't. You hate the Bills. You told me you hate the Bills. Don't pretend. Don't pretend you like the Bills. I like Josh Allen. No, no, no. Don't, Chris, hold on. Austin, don't lie to everyone saying you like the Bills. I, you have told me you hate the Bills. That's not true. That's slander. You've told me – why would I lie about that? You've told me that multiple times that you hate the Bills and you don't like Josh Allen. Your takes – because the only way you could possibly make an argument that Josh Allen isn't good when he just took his team to the AFC Championship in his third year, in his third year and now he's going to be a runner-up for MVP. Sport. Football, football is a one-player sport. He took his team to the AFC Championship game, too. That's he a full team. team. Yes. No, Look, it, it, listen, no I, let me bad. finish what I'm saying. That is the, the only way you could possibly have a take like that 
is if you hate that team and you hate that player because I it is an awful taste. Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear how I introed the segment? Yeah, you, I know. I'm reacting properly to it. I'm, I'm reacting properly to it. Then no, awful taste. Not. Don't lie about liking the Bills. You hate the Bills. I was rooting for the Bills. I didn't want the Chiefs the to win. You wanted the Chiefs to win. No, I did not. I was rooting you wanted for the a, You wanted the Chiefs, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl. Don't lie. Everyone wanted that. Uh, in the moment after the Bucs had won the early game, I was rooting for the Bills. Go ahead. Prove me wrong. You can't. I just – I know you're lying. I'm not lying. Just like you lied about liking the Bills. I know you didn't like the Bills. I I I like the Bills, but anyway, we're 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 I digress. We're getting lost in the sauce, as the kids say. The Chiefs, no one can stop the Chiefs, and I think I don't think anyone can keep up with them. They play like a Madden video game. Patrick Mahomes is unreal. I do think the Browns should have won that game a couple weeks ago. They had a chance, and the Browns were the Browns, but I think the Browns kept the fight up. Like the Browns of old would have just. Like, well, I don't think the Browns really like no one can necessarily I wouldn't even say the Browns were the Browns there. Like it was just, you know, a case of, you know, I mean, the fact that that was a five point game is just yep. considering where the Browns are and where they've been. I mean, that's that's pretty good. And, and you know, they're going to get better next year. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at them as like a team that could take a big jump similar to what the Bills did this year. Um, exactly. The Browns have all the pieces. Uh, in place necessary. And I'm a big believer in Baker Bayfield. I thought he was going to be good back when he was at Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, and he's so far, he's more or less proved me right. Um, can't yeah. say that about a certain other young quarterback who's we're, drafted in the top five. We're, we're uh, faced with cognitive dissonance right now, Chris. And I appreciate, I appreciate that joke uh, about Sam Darnold, but we're being faced with a very weird situation because we have two forces that it is impossible to doubt about to meet each other. If you look at it in a vacuum, Chiefs, there's no way that they lose, right? Like how can you bet against the Chiefs? They have Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. They have that disaster of a human being, Tyreek Hill. They have Andy Reid. Like they have freaking Le'Veon Bell is a, is a footnote on this team. So you look at that and you're like, there's no way they're going to lose. But who are they lining up against? They're lining up against the one man that has – cost gamblers probably so much money or made them a lot of money. Tom mother freaking Brady. And how do you bet against Tom Brady? So if you have money, how can you bet on the Super Bowl? Like it's, it's Tom Brady who you can't expect to lose because he pulled off that comeback against the Falcons. You know, he did lose to the Eagles, which unfortunately for, I wish it was any other team except the Eagles because Philadelphia doesn't deserve anything good. Um, but like, how do you bet against Tom Brady? So like who, what do we do in the Super Bowl? Like this is going to be I, like. I mean, if there's if there's a situation where you bet against Tom Brady, this would be it, just because of how stacked the Chiefs are, especially on offense. Um, and that's not to you know discredit their defense, but on offense, this is like a, a, a group of weapons that uh, collectively, um, the only real comparison I've seen in football is you know what Alabama does in the SEC and in the playoff year in and year out, um, like as good as the sum of the parts are, the sum is even greater. If that makes sense. Like, yep. I mean, <clears throat> you're right. You guys like Tyree kill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, like everyone there is as good at what they do as the other guy. Like, it's not like, you know, like Brady Welker. And then there's like guys that are good, but not like hall of famers. Yeah. Like, a, mo a good chunk of that offense, you know, 10 years from now, you can make a case that they will be hall of famers. And a lot of them will. Um, and oh, oh, I, I, I forgot about Le'Veon Bell. I forgot he was on the Chiefs. And look, you have Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown making it to the, the Super Bowl. And Ben Roethlisberger is crying into his hamburgers and crying into his out of court settlements. And I don't really care. And I'm so happy that Ben Roethlisberger just like, I keep going back to it, but that was like being a Cowboys and a Browns football fan. There's like very few good moments in football. And that was when Ben Roethlisberger was crying on the sidelines. Like, it makes me sound like a bad person, maybe because I am. But it was just beautiful. It was beautiful to see that. Like, that – like, and it's – like, I, I was rooting for Aaron Rodgers because I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, which is tough for me because I am a Cowboys fan as well, which I know, like, 
Uh, trust me, if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, screw this guy. I hate myself more than you do for liking the Cowboys. So you also so, like Tom Brady too. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. Yeah. I it, I have this weird relationship with Tom Brady that I hate Tom Brady, but I, think I always, you think Tom I always end up rooting for him. I always end up rooting for him, and I don't want to. I don't want to. And it stems from when the Patriots, I think, played the Ravens in a Super Bowl a long time ago. I think that was the Super Bowl they played, right? It was against the Ravens or the Giants or something. I don't know who it was. But in the first Super Bowl that he played in, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, this guy is really good. I didn't really know much about the Patriots. I didn't really associate New England with Boston because I hate Boston sports. And for whatever reason, I'm stuck freaking rooting for – like when when the Falcons were beating up on Tom Brady, I was like, man, I really hope Tom Brady comes back and wins this. And he did. And I didn't want to be doing that. I don't want to be that person. And that's what ends up happening. And it's going to – I mean, if you do it every time, Austin, can you really say you don't want to do it? Like I'm telling you, I go into it not wanting to. I I, I will say this. I don't feel – now that he's out of of New England and out of my division, out of my conference – I mean, I don't like Tom Brady, but I don't have the same like irrational dislike of him that I did when he was in New England. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like, all right, he's uh, he's retired down to Florida, and uh, you know, he's making some other people happy. Um, and you know, part of it's that he didn't like just hop from one dynasty to another, um, and he didn't go to like from one NFL blue blood to another. He went to a team like the Buccaneers that as talented as they are, um, and made the playoffs since two thousand seven. Uh, so yeah. you know. It's a little different now than it was when he was in New England with Belichick. Um, and also, I'd be really happy for like Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles if they won. Because those are two, like yes. Todd Bowles, not a great head coach, but a very good coordinator, very good defensive guy, good X's and O's guy. I mean, I, I, I mean, he wasn't the guy for New York as a head coach, but you know, who but is Todd? Well, yeah, but uh, Todd Bowles, like as a defensive coordinator, he's one of the best you can get in the NFL. <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know how it works. That's it's like the same thing. I don't want to. I've I've talked to Troy about this. I've talked to Fat Diego about this. I don't want to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. I have tried. It's like in the notebook. Like I can't quit you. That's how I feel about the Dallas Cowboys. Like I've tried to not watch them and not pay attention to them, and I can't do it. I get sucked back in every year, and I don't know what's wrong with me. And it's something serious, but it was, I do want to say this about the football games. And I know we're like an hour in and we have other stuff we want to talk about, but after all the heartbreak, the green Bay Packers have caused the Dallas Cowboys. It has been really nice seeing a lot of Packers on social media complain about the call that the refs made about the pass interference. And I just want to go on record. Des Bryant caught that ball. The Cowboys would have won the Super Bowl that year, and we would not know who Dak Prescott is right now if they called that differently. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, they had had an extra year. Twenty fifteen is where they got where they got Dak. We could have had best of both worlds there. We could have. Yeah, I was gonna say going back to how that game was officiated, it was more. Wasn't the call itself like in a vacuum? Like that was obviously like he grabbed the jersey. Like you know, that's a textbook call. You throw that flag ten times out of ten. Um, but um, it was more the fact that it wasn't a consistently called game. Like they were allowing more contact than most NFL referees for the for ninety five percent of that game. And then like there were plays like that where the player was grabbing the jersey, you know, tugging the pad a little bit. And, and the refs didn't – it wasn't flagrant, so the refs didn't throw the flag. And I like that. I, I like refs that let the guys play. Um, but the inconsistency of going from letting the guys play to at the biggest moment of that game, you call that jersey pull. You know, I, I can understand why Packers players and Packer fans would be upset about that. Like, I get where they're coming from. Boo-hoo. Don't care. Yeah. Um, I'm a bad I mean, I'm okay. yeah, I mean, if you're so uh, upset, Aaron Rodgers shouldn't have choked so much. He should have won your game. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. We are not. No, 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 no. Aaron Rodgers. 50 yards over four touchdowns. Like, Maybe Mike McCarthy wasn't the problem. I don't know. No, he, no, no. Rodgers, Rodgers carried Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy would not be like even considered for a head coaching no. job in 2020 if it weren't for Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers said he's one of the dumbest people he's ever met in football. 
I mean, like, that also talks about how nice of a person Aaron Rodgers is. But hey, um, you know what? If, <laughs> if, you're, if you're as good as Aaron Rodgers, you gotta just you know, yeah. you get yeah. to say that stuff. Him and, like, him and Joe Flacco, they get to do the same stuff. They both won a Super Bowl. You know, you. <laughs> I mean, like, don't say those names together, please. I mean, there have been some other, like, really. I bad can't put them with Eli Manning. Eli Manning's one too. What do you want me to do? I, like, I okay, can't if all right, that. can I just say this? I kind of like that. If nothing else, want is like a motivating factor behind me wanting Aaron Rodgers to win at least one more Super Bowl before he retires, wherever that may be. Um, there, there is no justice in this world if the football gods allow. Eli Manning, who in my opinion is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in, the, in NFL history, good but not great. I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame. Um, to have twice the Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers, who is a literal cheat code, yep. just because one had Mike McCarthy for a decade and the other yep. didn't. It, the, I've said this before. The, the Giants, they won both against the Patriots, right? Yes. The Giants did not win those Super Bowls. The Patriots lost them. And I think there's a big difference. Like, they, the Giants, and I'm going to get some people angry because I know we're in Jersey and there's lots of Giants fans. We have a lot of Giants fans that listen to this show. And they're probably going to tweet us and they're going to Instagram us and they're going to they're gonna jump on the live chat next week. But, I, you know, they'll talk about fluke seasons. They'll, those teams made the playoffs as wild cards and then just got, got on fire. And, Not just uh, wild cards. They were like they barely squeaked in. They were nine yeah. and seven each time. Like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, but um, yeah, I think that's uh kind of where we're we're at with football. Do we want to do we want to forecast anything for this coming week, or do we want to talk about any trades? What do you think, Chris? Chris, you're the host, man. What do you? I think? mean, I think we I think we pretty much covered like the big big topics. There isn't like. I mean, there's a couple other things that are kind of going around, uh, some MLB offseason, uh, uh, NBA stuff. But really, it's it's all football right now. Uh, so I think that a football-only uh, hour of polar sports is the best way to kick this show off. Uh, so I, I think we can I think we can wrap this thing up pretty much. Um, Austin, Troy, anything else you want to add before yeah. we uh, wrap this up? Who, who are the Jets taking? Trevor Lawrence or the guy from Ohio State? Who, whose career are they ruining, buddy? I mean, I wish they had the chance of drafting Trevor Lawrence. Um, No, I I think Justin Fields is going to be a stud in the NFL. I think here's what I'm going to say about it real quick, because we're coming up on uh, on a full hour of this show. Um, Talk yourself into it, Chris. Come on. No, I'm not talking myself into anything. I always like Justin Fields. Like there, I'm on record back in October when the Jets were cruising to zero and sixteen about how I would have no problems with Justin Fields being the quarterback for my football team. I think that Trevor Lawrence. They have, I think they have the same ceiling, which is a top five quarterback in the NFL. That they have the same <laughs> ceiling. Lawrence, let me finish. Let me finish, Austin. Lawrence has a higher floor. There's a chance that Justin Fields doesn't work out in the NFL. That's a good I one, think at, even if Trevor Lawrence doesn't develop a lick in Jacksonville, which he wouldn't be the first one, um, I think Trevor Lawrence at his floor is an above-average quarterback in the NFL, just even if he didn't develop at all. Uh, from this point on, you can't say the same about Justin Fields. Uh, he needs a good staff that can work on him. But I think the New York Jets finally have that in place for the first time in a long time. Chris, so. when when you when Trevor Lawrence is being talked about as like one of the best NFL ready prospects coming to the league of all time, like how is his ceiling not number one back in the league? Well, no, no, no. You, you're you're missing my point here. The point is that Trevor Lawrence is he's worth the hype every bit. I'm not I'm not denying that. But what makes him generational generational is that. He is one of the few quarterbacks that could come into the NFL and be a star from day one. Most quarterbacks, even highly ranked uh, quarterback prospects, I mean, look at Josh Allen in his rookie year, not good at all. Um, they need the right staff. They need the right development around them for them to succeed. Um, and Trevor Lawrence is one of those few, and you could say the same about the last generational guy, Andrew Luck, who ended up on uh, a bad Colts team and was able to win a lot more than he pro- than that team probably deserved to win. Um, you know, they're what makes a quarterback generational isn't their ceiling. It's that no matter what they'll succeed in the NFL. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't think Justin Fields has a similar ceiling. It's just that Lawrence has the higher floor and that's sort of how I view the two. Did, was Lawrence on one of their national championship teams or was that Deshaun Watson? No, Lawrence won a national title his first year, his freshman year. That was him. Yes. Yes. Mm. 
I can't remember. Did Josh Allen do anything in Wyoming? Oh no, he didn't. Um, but, uh, but anyway, he's made it farther than Deshaun Watson has in less uh, time by like one game. By like one game. So like by like two games. Check. Oh whoa! Check yourself, Troy. Okay, we'll see. Check yourself. Tell me the offensive line for the Texas isn't good, and yet they had the best, arguably the best offensive line still, in 2019. That's still to be proven. We haven't settled anything. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence. Do you do you trust him though, or is he a product of a really good system? No, I, I trust him. I trust him. I think I'll put you. I'll put it to you this way. I I don't know if he he wouldn't be as. He, I don't think the gap between Lawrence and Fields is as big as people make it out to be, uh, as as people perceive it to be, because Fields has played not nearly as much. He's only started for really a, a season and a half because this was not a full uh, season for Ohio State, despite making the national title game. Where and he had to transfer from Georgia into a better situation, and he, you know, worked his way in at Ohio State. Uh, he got off to a rough start to his college career, whereas Trevor Lawrence won a national title as a true freshman because he was in a perfect situation and started over Kelly Bryan as a freshman. Uh, so I think it's also a bit name recognition and a bit of longevity in terms of Lawrence over Fields because they both they're both on pretty stacked teams. Um, so I think that that in people's minds that causes them to overstate the gap because. How many how many freshmen in history have won a national title as a quarterback as a freshman? I mean, no, uh, I don't Tebow, think anyone no, has. He was a sophomore. Who? Tebow was he a sophomore when he won? About, um, I think it was. About he, he was didn't, he win, didn't he win one when he was a fresh uh, freshman? Uh, when was he a freshman? Was it 08? No, when I'm saying Tua. Tua. Oh. oh, was Tua a freshman? Hang on, I think I so. Know. Was it Hurts or Tua that won? Well, Tua came in in the second half the year. Yeah, that that's right. I think he won it as a freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You're I remember right. that. That was during the Levitard simulcast, Troy. Do you remember we watched that a couple years ago? That was fun. That was fun. Oh, it's oh. it's a tragedy that that's no longer a thing. Oh well, they, I bet they're going to start. Well, they might not have the rights to distribute it, but they might have like their reactions online. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that for the Super Bowl, but. Uh, but no, what I'm so what I'm thinking too as, and I know we're wrapping up here, and I know I derailed us a little bit at the end, but I'm excited as we do this show. Maybe it's like once a month until football season checks in, but like to track Chris's sanity um, as a Jet fan, like like track his expectations and his sanity through the through the year, right? Because like I mean, with my team combination between the Jets, the Mets, the Nets, and. I, and I've so gotten, on. Like, there's a reason why I've aged as much as I have. I've gotten to do this for Chris for the past three years. It's been fun <laughs> getting to watch him talk himself into Adam Gase and then see Adam I never – no, 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 We are not going to go down that revisionism. I never liked Adam Gase. I wanted he him said, fired. I'm pretty sure – He said Levy Bell was the problem. No, he, he was no, with Adam Gase, no, I think. No. I remember that listening to the radio. Oh, I was like, who is this Chris kid you. talking us into Adam Gase? I never said no, 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 no. I said to myself in the moment he was hired, he was going to get fired in two years. I trashed the Jets for hiring him. I trashed the Jets for not hiring a GM the same time they hired a coach and firing McCagnan after he uh, I, I remember like tens a- of millions of dollars on both Le'Veon Bell, who was clearly washed, and C.J. Mosley who played a half a football in two years and has been stealing money from the Jets organization. Like, I no. I don't remember even. you saying, like, get rid of Jamal Adams, keep my boy Gase. He's the, he's the person that's I did not needs. say – oh, no, I've never I remember heard this. Uh, my boy. No. Or he's texting me. He's like, you must be – you're just going a little crazy up there because you're a Jets fan. It's no, I, I never I, – I tend to look at the glass half full or quarter full, um, but I have never defended Adam Gase. That was where I drew the line. So don't even go there, Troy. I'm just reporting uh, what I've heard. No, yeah. your your sources are wrong. You're my source. <laughs> no, I am not. I am not your source. Don't even. No, no, no. This is a diversion tactic. I'm not going to let it get to me. Uh, this has but been. I, uh, what you say? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to sign off. You have anything else you want to add, Austin, before we wrap up? Gonna... <laughs> this is why this is a test. No, I just. Uh, and that's why I need to work on too is like interrupting and stuff, but. Um, but anyway, I'm going to plow ahead regardless. I think we should do like a, a weekly sanity meter check-in. Troy, get on. the gra- You're the graphics department. You've been demoted from CEO to graphics intern. I'd love to get like a Chris face on a thermometer and he just gives us one through 10, like 7.8. And each week we just post Chris's sanity level with the highest 
being completely insane and the lowest being like super happy with the team. And we just track Chris's sanity level as a Jet fan between now and the Super Bowl next year. Can do that. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Great. My, my sanity is going to go like gradually up as the Jets uh, start to get their act together as a franchise. So we can, also have a, we can also have a delusional meter too. But no. Is- yeah, yeah, that's a good one. They could be side by five, side by side. Delusional. You're going to call me delusional for saying the Jets found the guy in Robert Sala, but two years from now, that's going to end up on freezing cold takes, Troy. I'm warning you right now. Well, everyone, everyone's lauding that as a great hire, and I know, I know, we're wrapping up, but everyone around the league is like, "That's just great." Um, so it's it's got to be encouraging. To see. Yeah, like yeah. there's a reason why when Adam Gase got hired, Jet fans were like, "Dear God, no! Please don't let that be true." Um, like that rarely happens with a coaching hire, uh, and it's played out predictably. Um, like but- Tennessee avoiding a bomb in uh, Shiano. They knew. Oh, they knew oh no, no, no. Oh, yeah, that worked out for them very Bad well. Bad choice of words. Bad choice of words. Wait, what they, that worked that? out very Bad well. Choice for words you know, now they've got a – Wait, what? why? You said what? Tennessee and bombing in the same sentence. What happened? Like what three happened? weeks ago, there was a bombing in Tennessee on Christmas. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're talking about what happened in Nashville. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Bill? What? But that wasn't like – I thought it was – I thought it was clear that it was that the, wasn't. It was the Christmas Tennessee bombing. It was at like six thirty in the morning. It was at a five G tower. Troy's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, guess Austin's awesome. canceled now. Um, canceled. Well, it's been a good run. Polar sports. That's it. Yeah. Another <laughs> another news: the Tennessee was an idiot. Were idiots for not hiring Greg Schiano, and you know Jeremy Pruitt was a disaster. But this has been our uh, first ever pilot edition of Polar Sports. Be sure to check us out next Monday night or streaming live. Uh, and if you can't listen live, you can catch us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been Polar Sports for Austin from 78 and Troy. I'm Chris Akonis. Uh Thanks for tuning in.